I was telling someone this morning, it's been 24 weeks or 22 weeks, some 24 weeks since we since July 5th. And me and Kenzie were talking about this. When we come to church, it's not like if it's a separate thing like, okay, let's see what I can grab today each Sunday to Sunday. When we come, it's like God is building something. So today, it's, it's fascinating because we're in a series, and a series is good because it helps us to think along these lines of this theme, right, for longer than just a, a week or a couple days. And honestly, if we, sometimes we're like, what did we talk about the last week or the week before? And we're the ones speaking it. So as a church body, yeah, we've been in this series, Good News. Today, we're just going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to share a little bit more of some good news. I want to read real quick Luke 2. We read this the first week. Verses 8 through 11 says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. That is good news and should bring us great joy. And if you feel like, okay, maybe I've not experienced that in the fullest, I just pray this morning that God would renew that in you. Like, great joy, like, there, there's a Savior who's come to save us. And so let that be, bring you a smile, make you happy. And again, our heart for this series is that this, we would be compelled. Something you hear today, write it down. Let it minister to you, that you would go out and share it, that you would let it be good news to the people around you, to your family, to everyone you're around. So, I pray we would elevate this news, the news of Jesus, the peace we talked about, the, that what Mehdi was saying about, okay, God is in control. He's in control over everything. I give you my trust over everything else, over all this news. Last week we talked a little bit. Um, good news is he's called us by name. Every single one. He's called us by name. When he calls us by name, I've all, I also mentioned, it's like if we've been drafted number one, right? If you were here last week, I talked about my experience being drafted in baseball, but God has picked each and every one, called you by name, and placed you in in giving you this, this authority, right? And I even said, like, there's no struggling when he drafts you on his team. There's no, okay, well, now you got to work up to it. Now you got to go through all these levels until you get to the main team, till you get to play with the big dogs, till you get to play under the lights, till you get all the perks. No, he's called you by name and now appointed you and giving you the keys to the city. 
here's the mayor. I'm giving you the keys to the city. And, well, it's funny, right? Because in my head, I think about that when an athlete is in a town, the mayor goes, oh, here's the key. doesn't really open anything, but he just presents him with that. And God has given us the keys to the kingdom. We have the keys to the kingdom. Matthew 16, 19, in the Passion Translation, it says like this. And that's in the ESV. I'm going to read it in the Passion because it's okay. If you want to put it up, Josh. It says, I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. These are the keys we've been given. These are the keys we've been given, keys to the kingdom. Before we can do anything, though, we, we have to understand what this means, right? What does that actually mean in the fullness of it? When Jesus says, good news, the time has come, the kingdom has come near, what, what is the kingdom of God? Was his kingdom like any other kingdom? No. We heard that we watched that video in the first week of him and Nicodemus, and Nicodemus is one of the highest um, Pharisees, and he knows the Bible. He's a teacher of the Word, and still he's talking to him. He says, "What do you mean about the? You know, are you coming to save us from, from uh, you know, from from being in bondage and and, and all this?" these things we're going through in our city, right, in our government, this government, and, and Jesus says, no, I'm, I'm coming to bring you my kingdom. My kingdom is different. His kingdom is different than what we may think as humans and as rulers. So let me show you um, who's in charge. So Matthew 28, 18, and 19, this kingdom. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So who has the authority? Jesus. It's been given to him. He's in charge. God has appointed Jesus Christ as the king of the kingdom. Okay, we know this. This is the foundation. He is the king. And he rules over all things, heaven and earth. Revelations 5, 9 through 10 says, And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Who, who, who's they? Us. We shall reign on the earth. So we're talking about this king in, the, in this kingdom. He, he's, of course, he's in charge. But he's allowed us to come and reign. Not to just be here. Not to just sit and come and let things of this world, right, overcome us. Like we've been praying this morning. We have authority. We have power. How long? So we, 
like with the election, it got everyone thinking about government and stuff. And, and for, in our world, there's terms, right? You're only conserved for so many terms. Daniel 2, 44 says, And in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed. Nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to them an end, and it shall stand forever. It's going to break every other kingdom that humans think we have. That is so good. That's how long he's going to be in office. Forever. God is in office forever. It's like, man, God is so good. And, and he was just reminding like, God, you are king. You reign above it all. You reign above it all. Well, who else is in office, right? Because it's not just, it's not, right? It's like when we think about a government, we have who the, the, the one, right? In our United States, it's a president. Who else is in office in God's kingdom? John 3, 3, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Okay, Acts 10, 34 to 35. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Anyone who fears him. You want to be a part of this king, right? This kingdom? Just fear him. Just claim him as Lord. Procla- proclaim him as Lord of your life. And so this, this kind of helped me when I was thinking about, okay, God, you've, been, you've given us the keys to the kingdom. Help me to understand the kingdom, the kingdom of God. Who's in charge? He's come to reign forever. He's also given us a place, right, in his party. And but then I asked, okay, what's the purpose? I was thinking, he says, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. What's the purpose of getting a key if you don't know how to know how and what to use it on? Right? Isn't that practical? So, I, and I got this picture of all of us walking around, right, with this, like a janitor with this huge set of keys. But we never use them. It's like we've been given keys to unlock, to unleash authority. And it's like, I don't know how to get in there. Well, I'll I'll just sit down and wait for something to happen. No, he's given you, he's given us keys to the kingdom. And so our mission, what are we striving to see? Matthew 6.10 says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is our mission to bring. So God has already said, I'm bringing a new kingdom. His kingdom has come, but his mission is for us to bring heaven on earth. So we've been given the way, the means, the strategy from the king in order to conquer and overtake anything in our life. That, that is good news. Right? It's like, 
I don't care what it is you're coming in here with. God has given us the means, the way to conquer anything, anything. And things, and that looks a lot different from each person sitting in here. Very different. But Jesus, Jesus has given us the way. He is the way. And so we rely on him and we trust in him to, to open up doors, to open up doors. I want to ask you, what, what things in this life have bound you? What things in this life do you feel like, man, I just can't seem to unlock that. I can't seem to get past, right? I know God. I hear people talking about the goodness of God. But that's, that hasn't been my story. That hasn't been what I've seen from him. Right? It's like sometimes I think we can, we can hear, I've given you keys to the kingdom. That's exciting. But yet, not really understand or have never even experienced that for ourselves. And I truly believe God wants to, God wants to reveal and show us again as sons and daughters that we do have we have the means to overtake and to to get past these things that bound us right and so it's, it's it's so simple but yet if we when you don't put your trust in the one who created this whole kingdom who gave us this whole life then we're stuck and we get left feeling like Man, I, I can't do this. So, just try, I, I, just as we're coming, as we're as we're going through some stuff, I just Holy Spirit's gonna begin to to show us the that He is the means, that He is the way. So, this is what, when I was when I was reading this. This is what. God gave me this, just this picture, and it might, and it might be silly, but it's, this is what he has done. This is what Jesus Christ, this is what God the Father has done. So, he sent his, his son to come clean up the mess. His son happens to be a carpenter, right? So, his son comes to remodel this, just this older home, fully functioning, fully good, but he wanted to remodel it because it needed some repairs, right? He wanted to make, he actually wanted to make it easier for us to drive up to the house because in the driveway, there's a lot of obstacles and things we had to go around, get over in order to enter the house. Okay, so you with me? We have, we have this house. This guy's coming to repair it, and it's Jesus. His name's Jesus, and he's a good builder because he's a carpenter, and this home that's being repaired is yours, okay? This home is yours. It's been paid in full. And now the person who's gifted you this home has given to you for free, but is now creating a way for you to come enter the house. Are you with me? 
And of course, we're talking about him sending his son. Right? But as I was thinking, this, this picture of, this is us in our car driving. We get into this driveway. Oh, my goodness. This is, this is a lot of work. I have to do A, B, and C to get to, to get to the doorway, to get to the house. And God came, sent his son to wipe out everything, right, to, to, to make a way for us to enter into his presence, enter into his presence. And now he, he says, well, here's, here's a set of keys also to unlock every door, right, to get in. There's more. We're not just called to go to, the, to go to the house and look at it and say, oh, that's beautiful, and sit there. There's more for us to do. And so when the, when, when the Scripture says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that is amazing to hear. And God has, we can, we can, we can hear that and, It's like, okay, it doesn't, it doesn't always seem that easy, right? How do I, that's, that sounds kind of out there. How can we have heaven on earth? But that's what the word of God is saying. And as believers, that's what we trust. And that's why we pray what we pray when someone is hurting. That's why we pray for healing, that's why after every service we say, if you want prayer, if you want to just agree together, right, on this simple fact, let's agree. Because that's what the Word of God has given us authority over, over these things. And so, right now we're, we're, renting a, we're renting a home. And as you know, when you... So when you rent, like the owner of the home never comes to, like they're not just going to barge in at any time. You have, you have the rights to, right, to live, to do what you want. You probably have to, depending on the lease, you have to take care of the yard. You have to clean the house. If you want to decorate, you decorate the house, whatever. But when you sign a lease and you don't own the home, that doesn't mean you don't, you still have rights to the home, right? And God has given us, has leased us here on earth, given us this lease. As the owner, he could come in our situation and say, oh, I'll take care of it because he's that powerful but he's also given us the means and the same weapons to, co- to combat any, when, a, when the enemy tries, when a thief tries to come and steal something, come in the night into the home. He can come and protect us, but it's almost like he's given us these weapons to fight off anything to come in. Right? So if, you're, if, if we think, well, why doesn't God come and protect me? Why doesn't God come and... Well, guess what? We also have authority. We also, he's also given us that same blood that it runs through our body. And he said, 
I've given you the means to fight off. I've given you keys to the kingdom. That's one key that you can fight off. The same thing with healing. When, if, if you feel sick, God said when he, when he prayed for people, every time they got healed. Right? And now for us, this is something so practical to me because I've never prayed for someone and seen them just healed like right there, right? Like something like, you know, you hear stories and that is amazing. But that doesn't change the way I pray. That doesn't change the way I believe. Like it's, it's not my, responsi- my responsibility just to pray. I don't do the work. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not, Jesus is the power. The power is in Jesus. He is the source. And so I want to read, um, what? Let me see. I want to read that again in the Passion Translation, Matthew 16, 19, if you want to put that up there. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that, that which is released in heaven. God, I, I ask myself this question. How does this, how does this relate to, like God, how, how does this even why does this matter to me that you've given me these keys? That you've, you've given me the way? And I began to think it's, it wasn't anything crazy. I just, Kenzie asked me that question yesterday. And my response was, as I began to think about it was, when we stepped into this role, of course the enemy wants to attack you, right? When he's called you to something. He wants, to, he wants to attack you, put doubt in your mind. And God just began to show me, listen, I've given you, I, I've given you the way. The enemy would say, was telling, oh, well, you don't have enough knowledge. You don't have enough Bible credits. You don't have enough theology, right? You're not young enough. Maybe he's telling you that. Maybe he's saying you don't have enough, like, money, or you're not, uh, the, you're not that type of person to lead in that capacity, or you're not the type of person who can um, do that job. You're not the type of person who can run a business. You're not the business type. You're not the smart type, right? So the enemy begins to tell you these things. And God reminded me, like, I've given you the means. I've given you keys to unlock. If you want to know more of me, if you want to have more power, if you want to have, you want to have the way to do that, guess what? You just have to come to me. I've given you the means to unlock the doors, right? And, of course, if they line up to his will, his will be done. Let your, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we posture our hearts and our minds to line up with God's will, 
things begin to unlock. Doors begin to open. And guess what? If it's not, they'll shut. But God has given us all this ability and has given us this authority to bring heaven on earth. I could go on and, and say a little more, but you know what? This idea of heaven coming to earth, of God giving us the keys to unlock things, the things that he wants to bring, which is healing, which is peace, which is hope. This, this, this is practical. This is for us today. And I don't know what it is, but we just need to, I just feel like we're here and it's like, kind of like a coach when, when you have your team here. Well, let's just go ahead and do this because we're already here. But I feel like there's power with prayer when we pray together. And I just want us to spend a little more time. If, if Rich and Ken, you can come up. And let's begin to, to ask the Holy Spirit, what are things that I need to unlock? 